We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) Well, welcome. We're here live in Jersey City with Buddy Fitzpatrick. Thanks for asking me on. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you made it. You got through traffic. You were so scruffy now. I don't even recognize you. Last time I saw you, we had a gig. Is and you it were scruffy? Com- no, yeah. I had that beard then. Did you? I did. No. Yes, I did. You were, at that gig, you were focused not on me. Right. Oh, right, because we were it we were a, like full five alarm. But I did have this. Did you? God damn. Yeah, I, I, I completely, well. That was only, what, two weeks ago, maybe? Three weeks ago? Right, it feels like a century has gone by. <laughs> well, it felt like a century between you walking into the venue and me going, oh, my God, how are we going to make this work? It was... It was the type of gig that, uh, as a comic, you walk in and it's everything you don't want <laughs> to do. Right? Well, uh, except Every you have a check. There's a big check you're getting. That was true. There's a check. And I appreciate that, which is ironic. Because usually you walk into the most amazing venues and you make the least amount of money. Right, 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 right. right. This was checkpoint by checkpoint. Everything that shouldn't be. <laughs> and yet you... you you power through it, and it's—I know—it's the beginning stages of something, so they'll get it better and better each time. Right, day. right, and it's also when you're—I'm—I'm I'm grateful to work with uh, people who want to produce or want to fund, but they don't necessarily understand the chemistry of comedy, sure. and so I get there and I'm like, That's why uh, you're there. "This is not." <laughs> uh, wait, so the stage is in that alley in the back, <laughs> and the audience is over here. <laughs> if if you walked into a space and thought. Where's the worst place? Let's start with the worst place you can put a stage. That's where the stage was. <laughs> right. Right? Well, no, we put it behind that. <laughs> the worst place was there here. Were, no, and the, then back further, we go. The street was behind Right, that, right. So. If we were behind yeah. out in the street, not in the venue, yeah. it would be better. <laughs> with, with, uh, with pool tables. Oh, my God. It was, it was yeah. But, but be honest. Everything we've been through in comedy, stand-up comedy, not together, but, you know, as, as a collective, as of, a collective of, 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 our, uh, our, of our experiences, there was a time where I wouldn't have been able to get through that without being in my head and panicking. And, right. 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 I think, I, I, you know, you're also friends with Barry and Grodin. I remember one time I did a gig with her and she's like, Rich, you have to get on stage <laughs> as if the firemen aren't coming. You're the only fireman. There's no one coming behind <laughs> you. You have to put the fire out. And so when I remembered that, I'm like, all oh, right, so there's nothing else. Fine, I just got to get clear. What right. my, what's my exit strategy? What's my entrance point? Well, how do I? And I just basically, it was just this massive space. It felt like I was doing comedy at like uh, at Newark Airport at rush hour. <laughs> but there was a party happening. And those that walk by may listen here. Right, there. right. Yeah. So basically, I had, to, I had to build a raft grabbing one person and lashing them to a next person and grabbing, talking to another person, grabbing, lashing them to the... So I created a raft of out of, I don't know, maybe 10 people to like start that thing. You, you did it. You did it. And, and <laughs> I was like, again, not many people could go up there and start it, let alone do it at all. Right. And what I loved was you said, do they, at first when I walked in, they were like, do 45. And then right before you went, you're like, look, I'm going to go... Just do like twenty twenty five, and I and I remember going, oh my god, I love you. And at like eight minutes, you lit me. <laughs> <laughs> no, did I let you? Eight? No, maybe it twelve fe- or no, fifteen. No, you definitely did. I think you did like 25. 20, no, 25, Did no, you? No, no, no. 
All I know, all I remember Sorry, is, that is you, felt, that you was doing like, this with your phone like the light, and I went, oh my God, thank you, God. <laughs> oh no, because we were hanging out at the edge of a black hole where, yeah, where yeah, everything yeah. was just being absorbed yeah. and time stopped, and I'm just like, it's good, we're doing great. I mean, because it's a party. What a fun story. It was, it was, yeah, it was an event where they didn't care. They obviously were paying, and they didn't care if it happened. They had their own ideas. And people have that kind of money that tested it. They didn't really, it wasn't about the money. To them, that wasn't that much no. money. To me, it, it really helped. No, no, definitely. So I thought, you know what? And it was, it, it, it's those moments where I like can really love myself, like take care of myself. Sure. My worth isn't, isn't based on what it's happening out there. Right, and then it gives me more energy to really be proud. Like, because then I went off and did a bunch of co- club shows. That's right, you went into I the city three, after that. I did three back to back in the city, and I was like, "This is like I'm a rock star. I have right. a superpower. <laughs> I can see through all did of you." Did you Did you walk onto stage with a different energy that if you hadn't done that gig before? Yeah. Oh, I was so like, it just Confident. I just felt like they were just they were just putting all these tennis balls, and I was going to sit there and smash all of them. It wasn't <laughs> like they were right. just floating in the air, and all I had to do was hit them with an overhead right. to win every point. It was like. Because they were there, they were present. They're here to see a show. It's a Friday night. It's packed, and they're, they're so the first gig we did, which was in Jersey City, I think. Yeah, that was your serve, right? Then you went into the city and started volleying. Right. Well, that was more like every serve was like, "Is it going to get in? I just want to get it in. I want to get the ball. You got it in. Got them in. Just get them in. Get them in. It's windy. It's raining. That's why I I think a lot of club owners and bookers really don't appreciate the first comic that hits that stage. Mm. If, if you're in the city, they appreciate it more. But if you're on the road, you're treated as the least important Right, comic. right. And, it's funny, and, and you're, the most, mind, and you're, you're the, the most important. important. You're, you're setting the tone. Because you're the answer. You're the one who actually like, puts the first stick of dynamite into the, into the, into the, like, the mountain. And so by the time the headliner comes, there's already a hole drilled. You can just plow the rest of That's that train right. through. That's right. But it's the first couple hits. You got to get in there and like figure out how do I, you know, you got a foothold. No, that's why when I'm on the road and they, they, they hire these comics who have been doing it for like three months and they're, I don't know <laughs> what they're paying them. <laughs> and you're supposed, and, and really and they're the gonna show do, starts when you go on. Right, right. And they're just basically there. Fight. To make it look like a show. Well, it's it almost feels like it's a gladiator, and they have a person who's been <laughs> stabbed five times. They drop them from like a bal, you know, from a they slingshot them in, right? They catapult them. Right. Their body lands, and then and Russell Crowe comes in. Right, Russell Crowe comes in. It's like <laughs> takes a, finishes it out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's a for as long as I've been doing this, which is since the nineties, I I haven't figured it out yet. Figured out. Um. How to make every experience uh, go my way. Right. Every experience is different. Every audience is different. Right. I can handle situations better. Uh, I can I can turn bad situations into better situations. You know, there was all that. Like I we, we walked into that gig. I, I, I did what I had to do instead of freaking out. But overall, um, I, it's a very humbling business where. Just when I think, oh my God, I'm never gonna have. I've had such a string of good shows. I'm never gonna have a bad show, and then boom, there it is. Right, right. You know, right. Uh, it wakes you up. Right. You have a. I, I did one. Like a midweek. If you do a midweek, some some club, it's just not gonna have the same juice. 
right. of a Friday night. Right. And it, you know, it's humbling, but it's also like it makes me have to play a tighter game. Like the ball, it's like playing tennis with a wet ball. Like you got to like move because <laughs> that thing's not bouncing. You got to well, like true. play yeah. a tight game and really be present. And Look at know. late shows. Like when you do a Saturday. Oh, like a 12.30 a.m. Seven and then a Saturday 9.30. Those are like wicked and you're just... And then all of a sudden there's a 12.30 show. <laughs> and you're like, can you're I like, just, why can did I, I not, yeah. why did I sign up to do why this? Why did I agree to do this one? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm like, I love myself, I'm amazing. I can't wait to kill myself, yeah, I need to yeah. find a car. Yeah, give me a light, can I, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Can I, can I say I'm not feeling well? Right, right. Am I having labor pains? Was I pregnant? <laughs> Anything. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean, I'll never fully, it's so, uh, What's the word? It's ephemeral. so organic and ephemeral and right. You just you you'll be moments you grab. Yeah. And it's like this is the most amazing. Right. I've seen you like at prime time. I've seen you like oh my god, this is so great. I'm I'm so happy to be alive and I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> and then we're like oh god, this is a oh hard my god, game. what are we doing here? Wow, yeah. I'm gonna love myself. I'm just gonna affirm myself before I go on, while I'm on, <laughs> after I get off. And doesn't that apply to? Uh, I just turned fifty nine. Wow, and you look great. Well, thank you. And I apply that type of thinking uh, not only to comedy, but uh, you know, you, if you apply that to everything, I'm I care too much about myself to um, to uh, you know. I was dating somebody very lightly, very recently, and there's that old saying. It may have been Maya Angelou. I don't remember, but I think it was her that said, "When someone shows you who, who they, they are." are Believe, believe them. them yeah yeah don't yeah. keep going back and and i've learned lessons like that in comedy in relationships siblings work relate whatever whatever right, it is right well i feel like i feel like there's that there's other saying of like how you do one thing is how you do everything hmm. right and i've had this process like as you well i remember i think i saw you i've seen you at the, the two most traumatic moments was like probably that show and then like <laughs> and then like a couple years ago when i was Go, uh, going, I had just had my first meeting with my divorce mediator, <laughs> and we pulled up to this party with with, with Marion. You were there, and I oh, was like, right. yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I almost, I literally was like swimming over to you, going, "Oh my god, I just drove back in the same car." No one told me you shouldn't drive back in the same car it's after sweet. meeting with your divorce mediator. And who would have ever thought that you were going to go through something like that? No idea. I saw you at Rockwell's too, and you were just coming out of oh, the, right. towards the tail end of things. Right. And we, we had a moment yeah, of, we, had a uh, moment. we shared because I've been through it. And right. no one ever tells you, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to be in the same car on the way home. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, you should definitely Uber or something. I was like, oh, shit, I'm on 78 and I'm yeah. driving. And my yeah. arms were cr- my arms were tingly. Like my foot, you know when your foot falls asleep in a movie? My arms fell asleep and I was gripping so wow. hard. Wow. I was just like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Why are we going to this party together? You know, like, so you were there. It was Marion's. It, was, it right. was really sweet to be at Marion's party. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God. We're just, we just talking. Came from a media- we just came from divorce mediation. Right, divorce mediation. And we're talking about dividing assets and arguing. And now I'm just going to be quiet in the car and pretend like not, like the world isn't about to completely seismically shift. And, and what struck me about that, because I went through mediation with my ex-wife. And we were together for 23 years. How... How, like in those moments of being together during it, how strange it felt to, to think, God, we used to be so close. Like the intimacy is ripped out of it. Right. Right. It's this weird. It's like, a weird, almost like body snatchers. It's you, but it's not really you. Yeah. Like what did I, what did I just speak into existence? Did I, did, how much 
couples therapy did we do? And then now this is what's happening. And this is where it all ends. This is where it is. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I've never been clearer in my life. And it's taken, but I never feel more <laughs> clearly horrible about what's happening in my life. Yeah. Right? And But I, what's interesting is like then, and then of course, my family has their, I didn't even tell them until I was clear it was done. Because I was raised Catholic. I'm not about to do the process with my family. My, right. parent, my, parents were, my parents were still in their own, they, I realized they have their own journey. Like you were saying, like siblings and relationships. Like, I have a fantasy about my relationship with my parents, then I have the reality of my relationship <laughs> with my parents. Right. And I've had, like, I had the fantasy of my marriage, and I had the reality of my marriage. Oh, the rea- uh, yeah, that's why we all don't live with them anymore. Right, but I realized like, I still was trying to have a relationship. I needed to divorce my family from myself in the way I used to relate to them, because I realized I've been pretending that they, sh- that they have the capacity to support me in the way that I feel seen. Like, I wouldn't be a comic if my parents saw me, right? Like, I, that's the reason I do what I do is because I have this, this, this skill I learned to get people to notice me because I wasn't noticed as a child. I mean, I was noticed, I was beaten, I was praised, and I was also neglected. I was every, everyone has their own mixed bag sure, of those things. Sure. I'm not saying I'm some unique story, but I realized in this whole process, like when I made, when I finally like, it, it, like emotionally divorced myself from my family in the way that was like stop trying to get them to get this. Like they're just my mom's like, well, is it really was it really necessary to divorce? Couldn't you just do? I'm like, so not, not so they're Catholic, and not only did you marry a man, then you divorced him. That's right. Like a double you can't whammy. be gay. You have to go to medical school. Okay, so you can be you, you you can be gay. You have to go to medical school. Okay, so you don't have to go to medical school, but you have to marry. Okay, okay, you can be married. You could be gay, and you didn't go to medical school, but just stay married. Just stay married. Do yeah. not get. You could be gay, just don't get be divorced. Don't be gay, divorced. Two out of three. Right. But leave it at that. Right. I mean, it was just their, their, and that's their problem. I mean, and now I'm at a place where I can honor that and go, okay, just your, you can have your your journey, and that because I, you know, I refuse to not be who I am. Why should, and I don't not gonna let them impose that I should be straight married in, in medical school. Why should I impose on them that they have the to be right. the same thing? And I they, was raised Catholic too, and I remember coming to that conclusion. You know, why why can't you be you, and I'll be me? Let's just we can disagree, we can, but we're still family. It, yeah, it's an odd because I went in younger. I wanted them to um, accept me a hundred percent, and but then I guess I wasn't doing that to them. You know, I wasn't right. accepting Well, well it's a funny thing. I didn't even notice I was doing like, oh, right, right. I'm going to be all these amazing things, but you don't get to be all the things that I judge that aren't <laughs> right. what they should right. be, even though they're judging me for not being what I should be. But And they're being supportive and they love me. But I was saying, like I said before, it's like it's like having, like you wouldn't, and I, and I, I love cats, I love dogs, but you don't let them into the room with all the china because they're going to jump around <laughs> and knock stuff. Like why would I put my mother in a place that's really delicate that she doesn't have the skill to honor. And 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 then Rich probably too, she doesn't need to be there. Right, it's not her job. It's like not, I'm an yeah. adult, it's my job to take care of myself now. I'm not four waiting for her to like right, protect except, me or, or take except, care of, you know. Right, 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 right. But it's interesting because I, because you were saying about relationships, when someone shows you who they are, like I've been doing this whole like super slow dating where I meet people and I actually know their name first. And they, <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. That's probably a stretch for you, for some people. But in my world, like I don't know, I was just reading, you know, because we have all these apps. You could just kind of meet people and hook up. And I'm just like going on coffee, going out for a stroll. Let's sit in the park, and and I'm meeting all sorts of people. And as I evolve into like closing doors on 
when people tell me they're not available, stop chasing. I, you know, I went through a whole rebound after my marriage or, well, during my divorce and after my divorce, I was like rebound chasing someone who I, I, I didn't realize I was doing it. Right. It's like sort of, it's like, well, I was getting off the Titanic. I was going to grab anything in the water. Sure. Right? Sure. But if I was like, now that I'm more relaxed, I can, oh, I can swim on my own in the water. It's not that cold. It's, it's funny. It's like people who during the depression, during a during their depression, they either eat or they can't eat. Uh, right. You, you probably were the rebound. I couldn't even begin to think of a rebound. Huh. I just I went that other way. Wow. I can't leave so, me alone. So you just like what TV and food? <laughs> well, I don't that know. Should be the name of my next TV. TV, <laughs> yeah, and, TV food. and food. No, Is that what happened? What I did? No, I I after the divorce. Um. It was like the kids were still young. They were my. I have two girls, and they were maybe nine and seven, ten and eight, and so my focus was Wait, on nine, them. seven, ten, and eight. Wait, no, they two. were they were oh. nine and seven or ten and eight, somewhere oh, okay. around there when everything was said and done. <laughs> okay. So they were still going to. I had to get them to bed. I had to wake them up to get them to school. I had to be there when they got. So I, I was. That became my rebound. For lack of a better word. Okay, so you were to focus on that. I focused on that. Right. Well, great. You had kids to like put your energy into, That's right. and, 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 and I wanted them to see me getting out of bed and and. Right. You also had resolve. You, you had some sort of kind of touchstones that were orbiting you, that you had a reference, right? Because yeah. I don't. I didn't have any kids. I just I As left. Some mothers know. say when they have a, an infant and there's a tragedy, the infant is what because they're nursing. They're changing diapers. They, 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 the, the process of keeping this thing alive is really what helps them. I, I guess for me, it was homework at night and getting dinner ready. Oh. And, and I cried and I was sad, believe me. But the whole process of raising them, I took, I took very seriously and poured myself into. Mm. Then I had a, a, a five-year relationship that was very meaningful to me. And that ended very abruptly. And that's when I spiraled. Because the girls were, my oldest was just starting college. The other one was ending high school. They were more independent. And uh, that's when I could have really lost control. Right, right. So what I ended up doing was um, I went the other way. I went to the gym, started taking yoga, started reading Eckhart Tolle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, a, I mean. A, I took a meditation class. Yeah. Because you, you either do drugs, you drink. You you fuck anything in sight. I went the route of again. A therapist once said to me, "Your kids are always watching, so I can always fall back on the fact that I have kids and I wanted them to see their dad getting through something that they were very involved in because they were older and they understood it and they were affected by the abrupt breakup as right, well in right, a bad way. Right. So I went into the mode of all right. Let's take care of myself. Do you, you know when you're like not over something, but you act like you are because you're around people? Oh, you don't yeah. want to always be the whining, sad, oh, right. buddy again, he's sad. So you're like, oh, I can't put them through that again. I think that works. So in front of my kids, I was starting to act better and more over it than I really was. But then my, I, I sort but of it, faked but, me out. But, but but it helped. But it didn't help. It helps. I feel like it neurologically. It gets your head and it, heart closer it, it together. Neurologically, you're rewriting the story you're telling yourself through your body acting and emotional acting. And then at some point, it starts to build this 
there's like the fictional bridge that you start to walk on yeah, and it's that real. Becomes, that becomes reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I never knew that. And through therapy, uh, I started to learn that, you know, yeah. um, you know, um, I remember once I, I hated getting out of bed, not because I, yes, because I was depressed, but someone always brought me coffee in bed. And when the relationship was over, it made me sad. Right. I'm going to get up. And so what I would do is I would get up, make my coffee, and go back to bed. And one time my therapist said, don't go back to bed. Make your coffee. But, but why would you go back to bed? That's, right. what's, that's where it happened. Right. Go right. into the living room. Go out on your front porch. Change it. Right. Well, right. don't I have to get over it first? No. Right. <laughs> right. But, but I know, you know, I was in a men's group. I'm still in this men's group. And it's really about, like, noticing my what's the story I'm telling myself. And there are times where I have to go, okay, let's, let's have someone hold the energy of that person. Let's hold, I'm going to get a baseball bat. I'm going to kill this story. Because <laughs> I need to get the rage and the sadness. And right. The rage on top and get underneath it, it is the sadness. But to, to have it so that I can stop running the story in the back. If I don't deal with it, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to hold it there. And it's, it's still fucking there. Yeah. And then when I, you know, it, and there's all these different ways to do it, but I realized like I wasn't going to do it the way I, I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. Everything, had, you know, I moved to Brooklyn into some hipster commune for four months. Did you really? Yes. After the divorce? Yeah. Well, I was like, it's, I, I could I could have stayed in this you know in our settlement I could stay there till I got a play you know for like six months or whatever it was but I was like I don't want to stay in this in the in the servants quarters of this house and you know kind of avoid contact when I could just be living somewhere else so I just got a room shared room there's like 15 people in this apartment it was like wow. its own reality like an yeah and it was like instead of we work it was like we live or some sort of like idea where we're all gonna we all have a little there's a little you know charts with chores like I do get out of here everything how did you find that uh one of my other it's funny all these men that I was meeting gay or straight or whatever were telling me what the, they were all getting divorced. I just, they, you know how they, you, whatever you're going through, like the world mirrors it. So, sure, yeah, so you all these, people so like this other person, this guy is getting divorced. Well, man, if you want to check out, there's this thing I was looking at. I'm like, okay, so I look at like, oh, oh, this is cool. Oh, it's kind of fun. It was, it was like going on a four month living abroad in Brooklyn with hipsters. <laughs> I was like, it was like National Geographic, and I was the elder. All of them were like, it was, the thing that was funny is like all these guys with like stretch, you know, t tight. They look like they're wearing tights. They're like denim, skinny jeans, and knit sweaters, and you know Louis Vuitton clutches, and girlfriends. Like I was like this kind of trucker, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I was the gender variant. Like wow. I was not the gender, no the norm of this group. Right. And I just thought this is so weird. And I feel like the only reason you can all do this is because I used to wear pink polos with shoulder pads and leggings when I was a kid got the crap beat out of me. So now you can walk around with your clutch and a girlfriend and no one cares. You're wow. welcome. But you did that for four months. I did it for four months while I was looking for a place out here. So I, I got this place. And, and at the time I was rebounding with this tennis guy that I met. And, you know, I didn't, re he was also going through his, he was straight, divorced, now gay. 30 something years with a woman, but knew he was gay the whole time. But, you know, he came from like, you know, a place in the world, you know, where you couldn't be gay, you know, Clifton or whatever, or anywhere in New Jersey at that sure, point. Sure. In those days, you couldn't be. So he was having his own kind of, he was finishing his divorce. We were both signing our papers, negotiating our, our settlements at the same time. So there's a whole kind of, you know, partnership in that sense of. And, and, and hey, a like minded, right. I know what you're going through. Right. So right. it's really sweet, even though he had never really been out. So he was like on apps. 
fucking everything in sight. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm totally fine. I was not fine with that. But I was like, I didn't want to, I was just happy to have someone to spend each weekend with, even sure. if you're sleeping with everyone else <laughs> all the other times. But I just think like, I mean, I, my Facebook will send me little notifications, photos of where I was two years ago, five years ago. I'm thinking, oh Isn't my God. Isn't that amazing? Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's sort of a, t it's like a checkpoint. Like, where was I? It makes you look at yourself. Like, like I have a, grown. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I finally let go of that person and, you know, he, he, was finally able to own like, hey, I just just want to be friends because I'm killing you, I'm hurting you, and I'm mm. like, and I couldn't hear it, and he couldn't say it, and even when he said it, I still couldn't like when you said like when someone tells you who they are, believe them. I'm like, I know you're not looking to settle down, I know you don't want to commit to me, but I will commit to you for both of us. You know, it's like, and that doesn't work. Th that's painful, right? But I realized like after, kind of like really, unliving that or or, or living into something else, it's like now I've. I started meeting people differently, like taking my time. Right. And still kind of whatever, not quite meeting. Then I've recently met someone and now we're like, well, it's we're not even we're like it's so like fifties, like we're still just having dinner. I, I call it fifties too. Yeah, I yeah. call it fifties. Yeah, it's like dance, yep. a dance Let me card. Walk you to your door. A walk you to the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna hold your hand. Yep. Uh we're not there's no I, I don't we haven't consummated the relationship and it's been like Five six weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's that's really, nice. That's like that's like three Triassic periods in the gay world. <laughs> that's like I've died and reincarnated into five different mineral sources, and now I'm another person, and now we're gonna have another. I mean, it's crazy to it's think. It's crazy to think, but isn't that? But but I think a lot of social media. You know, back when I was, so I was raised in the '60s and '70s, and if you were like doing stuff like that, if you were that promiscuous. There was something wrong with you, like you had a an abusive childhood, or uh, you know, people in porn were abused as kids. And now it seems it's more of a norm. Hey, this is how this is. You know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we've opened ourselves up more to uh, to to lifestyles out of choice as opposed to. Well, I need to. I need to do this to save myself. I did that anyway. Mm. I mm. did that, mm. and now I'm sort of. I'm, I'm Gary Cooper, you know. I'm William Holden. I'll walk you to your door. <laughs> right, but but I remember, think remember in those movies they would, you know, the guy would say something sweet, and she'd go, "Are you making love to me?" And he would go, "I, uh, <laughs> I am." <laughs> Maybe sitting in a park just talking. Right. You're right. making love to me. <laughs> but that's sweet. It is I sweet. Think it's, I think it's dear. I, I don't think I've ever – I feel like I'm so off the grid. I mean, there's so many apps where people just, like, swipe, and then it, like there's, like, a flood of men walking or people walking <laughs> in. And you're like, okay. Uh, but I, I used to envy that. I don't envy it well, anymore. I, 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 have I had participated in – I made a list. I had a spreadsheet. Part of this whole – process I made a spreadsheet of everything I've done kind of looking at my life really taking an inventory I'm like okay how what do I want to do now because I and Facebook did that for you too right oh yeah Facebook shows me everything. that's one of the reasons I got I got off of Facebook to because how can I explain this uh, when I was going through the second breakup there was a part of me that felt this other person was was wanting me to see their new life on uh, Facebook. Right, 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 right. Flaunting. Right, right. And, and really went out of their way to try and get me to see the other person. Like, almost tried to set me up. It's kind of strange. So, I nixed Facebook completely. 
Yeah, yeah. More out of taking care of myself. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to hurt like that anymore. Right. So it just it just it just keeps picking that thing and bleeding it. It's and a scab, and I, yeah. I you know I don't understand someone wanting to hurt somebody that much, but somebody was wanting to hurt me that much. But there's and nothing so like I, no contact to like move you forward. And 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 you know what you realize, Rich? I, like you were saying this before we started. I'm off the grid. It's okay. Like I never went back. If if I if I go on my phone and there's uh, Facebook, like I go to Facebook, whatever is on the on the first feed right there, I'll look at it, but I don't start scrolling. I don't miss it. Mm. I post my shows. I If someone posts, I can see that their shows are coming up. But I don't use Facebook to see what other people are doing. Right, right. No, but I had to do that too. And I, I don't miss I, it. I do the thing of like, I just post whatever's happening. I promote, maybe there's something I want people to, hey, there's a municipal thing to vote on. And that's it, but I'm not. I'm not going out there seeking, uh, trying to figure out a way I can step into the grass and then get a, a nail in my foot. Because right. I've done that. Well, then it becomes a lifestyle. Facebook can actually become a lifestyle. Right. Or, or a part of your day. You know, you wake up, you have coffee. Then I know people who wake up, have coffee, and go on Facebook for like an hour and a half. What the hell are they doing on Facebook for an hour and a half? Right. Right. I just feel like I have to catch myself. I've stopped doing it, but I'm like, oh, I just saved $4 by surfing for four hours to save $4 on a pizza pan. That's hilarious. That's so, and then, and then I save 40 cents on gluten-free but then products. That, but while you're doing them, then you shoot off. Oh, but what's that? Right? Then right, right. Then other branches right. come in. Why am I looking at chopsticks <laughs> online? I don't even use chopsticks, but I'm going to have a party and I might need chopsticks. I just saved $3. Now, I want to ask you this. So this very recent person who I was dating for a little bit and I ended it all of a sudden hey you may know you want to become friends with her on, on Facebook so you have to you have to click block but but how does Facebook know Phone that call. I may want uh, it has oh, all your so data scary. it's harvested all so look scary. if I I meet people like I'm I gonna get a thing from you hey do you want to rich is in town like it's gonna know yeah yeah, yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, no, the, the, it's it's very, it's like this the art the 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 algorithm and the artificial intelligence of it is it's a little spooky. It's yeah. spooky, but it's it's really advertising. It's just stalking advertising, getting you to that's engage. To it, right? It's just getting you to engage. And I use it. I use this technology I, I, to promote and whatever, but. So do I. Yeah, I you know, usually only promote I, that on Instagram. Right, right. So it's, but it's, I, I do notice like, I, I had a situation where I had to, I literally have like the rebound person. I just completely block. I said, I can't. The what do you block? The rebound, the person I had rebounded. Oh, okay. Dated, but like just, okay. not just, not only like ending contact, but any kind of social media. Memory. Just, uh, yeah. I did the same put, thing. Because yeah, because it just becomes, it just becomes like a, like you can grow a big pearl out of it, a little irritant, and it just keeps growing. That's true. Yeah, and, and and someone six degrees of separation can pop up, and then there they are. And there they like, are. Ah, the phone. <laughs> you got your phone going. Oh, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Right. It, it, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I've been able to manage that pretty well. Yeah. Oh, it's like going to withdraw. I mean, it was definitely. I did it a, is withdraw. I did a seven month complete. Abstinence from ev juice? Ev everything. No, ev <laughs> yeah, I did a green juice cleanse. No, I did an emotional cleanse. <laughs> I did nothing. I just turned everything down, turned it all off for seven months, sat with it, 
wept through it. Probably very good, right? One of the best things you did. Probably. Oh, I can see through concrete now. I can see, <laughs> I can see Secaucus from here with my eyes closed. I, I like, I see through my bullshit. I, when someone's talking to me, I actually hear who they are, and I'm like, so what so was nice it about meet. that sabbatical? That what, what was it that uh, that seven month cleanse that? allows you to seem clearer now well i did daily meditation journaling therapy you know recovery program like inventory write down everything that you ever did everyone you ever dated what were the patterns what happened really how did you show up what were the wounds i mean it's like a it's it is a thorough like you are you were basically neurologically mapping i just neurologically mapped every resentment I had, and that's who I am today based on these things that didn't go the way I wanted from people who didn't show up the way I wanted to show up for me. And then I had to take my part like, oh, well, what was I doing here? Oh, I was waiting for them to be someone else. What right. was I doing? Right. I was sugarcoating the truth. It always comes back to It comes us. back to like me, oh, I was going where people aren't available. Oh, I was going for after someone who wasn't capable of loving me. I, where did I learn this? Oh, my parents. My parents loved me. Like they would, they would cut their arms off to love me. They would also choke me, hit me, beat me, and shame me, but they would kill themselves for me if they thought it would help. Now, that's help. a mixed message. Yeah, but totally. My parents gave everything they possibly could, and they also shamed and was never siblings? good enough. I have one brother, you know, two, older, two years older. He lives you know, three doors down from my parents. He lives in that bubble, and it's a very different... Like, I'm some... I'm like the black, the pink, the flaming sheep of the family. I'm like this... So such an outlier, and they are part of that little compound. Yeah, and it's beautiful what they're doing. It's fine. I just don't want to live in that world right. because then the things happen. That's that happens when you're in the little the cult of a family where these things are acceptable, and that I'm the one that's weird when I come in with a boundary. <laughs> you know, the Philippines they didn't have water, electricity, or boundaries. They right. just like everyone's under trauma. You know, the villages are being burned, and we have to just do all this stuff. To make it, and my parents were very successful financially, and they are supporting lots of other relatives. But there's just this thing that doesn't quite happen, because I've left. I've I've evolved into doing it my way, it's, which is different. But where are they? They're still in the same house in Illinois. Oh, in Illinois, is it way really? back? Oh, you know, okay. Wooddale, Illinois, which is near O'Hare Airport, which at the time was just I don't know four thousand people. Now it's a commuter town with tons of townhouses all along the railroad track. Do you ever go back? I, I've been. I've been. This will probably be my first Thanksgiving that I will not be going home. <laughs> I'm okay. going to have one here okay. with friends and, and, and do my uh, uh, thing here with the, and with the new that's gentlemen awesome. yeah. and, and other friends of mine. Just like, okay, we'll do this and see what that's like. And it's that's awesome. very slow. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how slow. This is so <laughs> slow. Who am I? You know, like... I, I can't, but it's like, I just wanted to, I mean, I know that there's... But you know what? All the other stuff I found, when you go slow, personally, all the other stuff that used to explode into nirvana and was fireworks becomes so much more meaningful when that does happen. Right, right. When you come at it from this side of the house. <laughs> right. Well, it's also, you're not jumping off a cliff into it. You're actually... Well, that's true. And you can, and you can see you can see clearer. I was in a, a relationship where it was nirvana. Uh, it exploded into wonderfulness immediately. And that's tricky. Right. Because you want it. 
Right, and then, but I've it's had like a drug. But then, were you were there other things that you weren't? I feel like what I the thing I did before was like I was just like, oh, this is great. The chemistry, the sexual chemistry is great. You're funny. You play tennis. Okay, I'm gonna ignore all the other things, all the other flags. Of course, I'm going to ignore that because I'm having a really great time with these things. Yes, and now I'm just like, okay. I'm just gonna hang out and let the rest of this person and the rest of me show up. Yeah. To see, I mean, I can't. It's mm. not. It's I can't mm. control outcome, but I can definitely slow down and be more present to how I'm connecting and if this person's appropriate. I mean, I've, I did a lot of slow dating with a lot of people, and so I had more time to go. Oh, mm, no. But if I slept with that person first, I'd be like, oh great, now I'm in. Right. Yeah. How do I get yeah, out of where this? Where do I sign? You know. Right. Yeah, and, and then how do I get out? Well, I in in the second relationship, I had and my daughters were more in tune to it because they were older. After it ended, I said to my daughter, who's now twenty one, but I guess she was like seventeen at the time, and I said, "All those all, there, there must have been so many red flags. Why didn't I see them?" And she said to me, she she had heard a saying. When you love someone through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. Right, right. So you would tend to put up with, oh, I can put up with that, or I'll, eh, that's not as important, because tonight. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know? Hey, let's just eat. I just want to eat ice cream all night with you. That's exactly I right. I don't need any nutrients. That's right. I'm fine. And then, and then you realize that you're not being fulfilled in many ways. Um, you lose yourself. And I, it even bothers me to admit how much fun we had, because I feel like then I'm 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 giving in to um, how tricked I was. Yeah, but I don't you know, wanna. But uh, I have to accept it that that's what it was. Like, cause I I think of like I had so much fun in that situation, cause that's it's also like I'm trying to I'm practicing having compassion for reparenting myself. Right, like my kid was loving it. I was having ice cream every night, and that's what I could do at the time. And also, it was comforting to do that rather than hanging out where I was. I was like, let's go live over here, and it was like a practice living. I was practicing living into another way. I also learned like, oh, that also hurts when I don't have all these other nutrients or there isn't the foundation of what long-term intimacy would look like. But I really can't. I mean, I could. I mean, trust me. I went through my seven months going, oh my god, what? was I doing? Right, Why did right. I go back a second time? Why? The person, you help this person find their cell phone after they hooked up with someone else. What is wrong with me? Crazy. You know, crazy. crazy. Rescuer. I'm, right. su I'm such a good lover. I'm such a good person. I'm like, no, I'm just a doormat. I've become a doormat. Right. 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 But yeah. that's a, still a good skill to have in an appropriate relationship. That's exactly right. There's nothing, right. We, exactly. And, and letting, I mean, I don't know if it, it sounds like the same thing. I, I let, it was almost like I, used me <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's great that's great you know i was so mad at her but in the end i i was the one using me although i was used and abused you know well, i there don't no, deny that again but, it's the saying that there are no victims but i'm just as much to blame right well there's no victims right there's right. only volunteers no, there's victims. well <laughs> wait but you but you were not at, held at gunpoint to date this Correct. person like Correct. i'm not saying some child there are children that are victims or people that are being held at gunpoint that are victims. Correct. But in a relationship of intimacy as an adult, I have to take responsibility going, well, you know, I did show up. And, I, and they, they told me. I just didn't want to hear it. That's right. 
That's right. There, there's I just a, wanted to have ice cream tonight. I want to eat ice cream all night and in the morning and not have to deal with it. The, these people who, you know, pe- people, uh, somebody once told me, because I did a lot of, edu- I educated, that was the other thing I did that, that I did differently with my wife than with this person. I educated myself on personality disorder, narcissism, narcissistic abuse, which is a real thing. Right, right. And in my education, um, somebody once uh, revealed to me that, you know, most most abusive narcissists pick loving, kind, right. empathic people. So because that's you put, who you are. Because you participate. <laughs> You, right, you, and we want to save, we want to rescue, right, we believe. Right. You are like you know. a weeping willow. Okay, yeah. so you'll be near the water, and you will put all your roots <laughs> out. You will just keep growing and growing. No matter how much water comes, you just suck it all up, and then you're the one holding the whole cliff together, even though this is an erosion zone That's that is right. just not going to work. Right. But you're the willow, and so you just keep putting your roots out. You keep giving and making more branches. And the, that river just ripping things up. That's right. And you don't know what's going on until one day. See ya. Right. Right. Crazy. Right. But it's but it's it's a thing because I mean I, well for me the story was I'm only lovable because I'm I'm giving. I'm only lovable because I've given up everything. I'm only lovable because I have no boundaries. Right. I just got to sacrifice. I, mean, I was it was modeled. I was raised Catholic, and my mom was like the pediatrician of a small town. So we'd be in the middle of dinner. And the phone would ring, and she'd just leave and go rescue someone. So I was right. taught, like, whatever happens, drop everything and go take care of other people. Uh, which is admirable. Well, it's admirable till. Plus, that was her oath. Right, right, right. right. But you can also have office hours, <laughs> right? You're not the only right, doctor in this right. town. Well, you're there. it wasn't that small of a town, but emotionally, it felt like she's the only one. one so right. everyone, if someone's sick, she's got to go. I'm like, really? Really? Well... But it was. But the the point is that I just learned that I don't matter, and that other people matter, and I only matter because I took care of someone else, and it's noble to to be that. But if I'm a, a, abandoning myself to do that, that's just that's just a time bomb and, waiting and, to go and, off. And any relationship wouldn't is not as healthy as it right needs to be to survive. I guess my father was a criminal uh, defense attorney in Philadelphia, and, and he would do the same thing. Uh, he would work late. Oh, criminal um, defense attorney. So he's, he's another hero. Yeah, exactly. So and martyr and hero. And, so forth. Right. and I remember my brothers and I would be arguing. He'd say, knock it off. And I'd go, yeah, but he... My father would say, I don't care. And we'd be like, well, you care in court. <laughs> <laughs> you care what your clients say. You know, it was like that kind of nonsense. <laughs> I object, Your Honor. <laughs> right. You listen to what strangers say, but not your own children, you know. Stop wow. being dramatic. Oh, he so would say we that. Would be, then, we were be, then he would dismiss how we're feeling. Right. Okay, so, so, that, so now you do that as an adult. When right. someone does a flag, you're like... You dismiss your own need. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm only Believe mirroring me, back. Because <laughs> I have the same thing. Like, well, you know, she just rescued these people that died. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're sending f- food and clothing to the Philippines. You should be thankful you have feet. Why are you complaining? <laughs> You're so spoiled. Crazy, right? Right. And that's what we, but I think we're of a generation, and I try to teach my kids this, that we're more aware of that. My parents were not into this psychoanalysis and, you know, uh, if, if if my parents lived now, they probably wouldn't stay married. Mm-hmm. But I think they got over the worst of shit and then just were married. They may, and, and you know what? As, as much as I make fun of, like, 
I don't make fun of it, but like I'm leery of Catholic religion and so forth. It's probably the glue that held them that together. kept them together through what they, it helped them get to. I think so. Where I, I think of it like, look, dial up and hotmail work. Because <laughs> my parents are still, they just got off of dial up, okay, right, yeah. but they still have hotmail. That's exactly. And right. they're emotionally still kind of hotmail. But I, you know, I will say, but my parents, when I came out at 14, they hired the number one psychiatrist in wow. Chicagoland to heal, fix, to talk you out cure of it. me. Yeah. But they didn't know they were hiring the founder of modern family therapy, which is very like who and what we experience so now. So he or she? He. He supported you ultimately? Yeah. He, he sat them down and did the whole analysis thing and. You know, in this gorgeous Frank Lloyd Wright Italianate Victorian mansion. So I thought, if this is the way you're gonna, I'm, I'm moving in. I'll live here. I, yeah. If this is the answer, I'll do yeah. it. But he was really clear, like there's nothing wrong with your son, but the problem's gonna be whether or not you can accept who he is. And my parents were so not into that. But it, it was too late. They had already, they said this right. is the number one authority on psychology, psychiatry. Isn't and, that funny? Back you know, in those days, too, they, it, what, it was looked at as a psychological issue, and you can't blame them. Well, one hundred percent because they, they, that they, was they the mindset. No, they had no reference. They had no nothing. To and reference only a few with. years earlier was it taken off the list of mental illnesses. Crazy. So anyway, but it's but it, I mean, you're it, mentally ill, really? Is that the bottom line? Right. Right. Wow. To, to ignore those window treatments. I have a sickness. <laughs> no, no, but but it introduced me to the idea of self-reflection and awareness to the point I was hungry enough and active enough to keep pursuing it. I had right. I had the, the psychiatrist that they hired. I had the school psychologist that I got. You know, right. I was like, I'm all in, and I'm gonna figure this out or get the heck out of this small town. But I, you know, I, I could, even though I, I'm angry at my parents for certain things, I realized. They actually were part of why I'm where I am, even despite themselves. Despite themselves, right. They launched me into a realm that I'm like, unfolded. why did you send me to the moon and why won't you come to the moon with me? <laughs> you got me to, to Mars and Venus. Why can't you just come visit? But like, they, you know, they, they, do they, quote unquote, accept you now? They accept who I am. They don't accept that I got divorced. They, they have, I don't know. I, I'm not having contact with them right now. It's okay. like I tried and I thought, you know, we're going to do this with another mediator or we're not going to do it. It just because it becomes this whole gaslighting, like, well, some people get divorced if they're lazy, you know, and kind of this weird. Because you have to understand, my parents have been married. They're not. They fought like crazy. It was nuts. But they did, they were not going to get divorced. Right. That, that my parents were the same is a way. failure. Just was, that was not even in the. Not that my parents should get. That was divorced. never an option. Not not yeah. But not that they. I mean, whatever they can. I could have stayed. I didn't have to get divorced. I chose to. Yeah. After X amount of years, all the way. It, they're all valid choices. Yeah. But to my parents, there's only one choice, and that's stay in the Thunderdome. One <laughs> And, you know, two people in, one person out. No one out. No one out. <laughs> no one leaves Thunderdome marriage. You just stay until you both die. That's right. That's right. And I get it. I mean, that's, there's a nobility to it. And this. Well, I, anyway. I, well, I'd always. I always, I always told my girls this, you know, your story is going to be your story. Someone else's story, you know, is not going to be your story, and the guidelines aren't going to be the same, the boundaries aren't going to be the same, and if if someone's married for seventy five years, God bless them. I right. hope they're happy. I think that's great. If they're happy, I've seen people that are thrilled. Yeah, of course. I've seen newly. My parents got over that hump. They were married. They're both past now, but they were married sixty eight years. And there was a point where 
I remember living with them thinking, oh my God, they're gonna get divorced. But then I remember after being out on my own and so forth, I'm the youngest, I have two older brothers and we would go home and they were so in tune to one another. You were envious of it. They had, they were laughing. It's like they got over the worst of it. Right, right. You know, and they had their revelations, I guess, whatever they went through even though I don't think they were as deep as we are in thinking things out. Right, right. But maybe I'm selling them short. But for whatever reason, you know, they could finish each other's sentences. And, right, I mean. Know, and have a, and enjoy each other. There's, you know, I look at them, I just see when they are on their journey, they have the funny things they do. They're having their little argument. Oh, this is the argument they always have. <laughs> Mom's always late. Dad's always early. And... You know, that's not going to, I'm not going to make them suddenly dialogue differently about that. I mean, I wanted to, I'm in the parking lot of my church, whatever, I was 30 years old. I'm like, I'm just going to go home now. I just walked in the snow back to my parents' house while they were fighting at church. I'm like, I'm just going to go into the church fight. I'm like, I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to do a do-over and go back to bed. You know, my sister-in-law was in the driveway shoveling snow. She was not at church. I'm like... And she just looked at me, I looked at her, and I said, well, what are you doing back? I said, oh, because they're ha-. she's, and she already knew what the argument that was happening. She could quote what was happening. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, yeah, so you already know what happens. Right, right. This is why. And what you did was very healthy. You fucked yourself out of the situation. Get, get out. There's no, they don't have to change. I you change. You would have thought, yeah, right. that's right. Right, right, right. And this is, so, so this, of course, is what led you, to, what, this has nothing to do with what, what led you to comedy, like, 30 years ago. Your dad was a defense attorney, criminal. Criminal. I don't know. I don't know, Rich, how to really answer that. I know I want to. <laughs> I really don't. I know I wanted to get into the arts. My oldest brother is an author. The middle brother is a singer and a dancer. Wow! So your whole family was like. And he. Did your parents a, encourage that? Yeah, he took. My father loved the theater, um, and I grew up in Center City, Philadelphia. So we did have theater and oh, arts right. and okay. so forth. And he always took us there. Oh, my God. So somehow we all, uh, yeah, we ended up, whether it was learned or genetic or whatever, but I remember uh, out of high school, I went right to New York. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, graduated. And I, I wasn't, I was auditioning, I was working, but I wanted a fuller life in entertainment. I didn't want to wait tables or drive a cab and go on auditions and not get work. And um, I moved back to Philadelphia when I met my soon to my wife ultimately because she she was from New York living in Philly. I'm from Philly living in New York. Somehow we met. And uh, I went back to Philadelphia to be with her and I thought I'm going to try stand up. Because if I can make a little bit of money doing stand-up, I don't have to wait tables anymore. That's really why I did it, I think. And it wasn't until I was in in it, doing it, that I started to appreciate it as an art form. I didn't go into it, this is something I really want to do. Oh, my God. This is like work study. Yeah, I started (laughs) learning how to do it and thought, wait a minute, I I could actually make a living out of this, maybe. I didn't appreciate... I thought it was just people getting up there saying funny things. I didn't appreciate the what it takes. Right, the craft of it. The craft of it, exactly. And uh, until much later, and then I started working on it and sustaining myself, and then getting the re- getting a, a decent reputation as a good co- good enough comic to do this or that, whatever. And um, 
and and the more things that happened in life that I started talking about and trying to make it funny, that's when I started to appreciate the art form. I kind of got into it though as a default. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Like you know, I don't want to wait tables. Yeah. I don't want to be a CPA. You know, I'm gonna do stand up comedy. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to drive cabs and. I want to do something practical like stand up comedy. <laughs> I want to be on stage. Right. I want to be in front of an audience, and 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 uh, I can I can hire my I can be my own writer, my own director. But I thought it was going to be easier. Oh my god! Doesn't everybody though? Well, what seems like it would be? I don't know. What, is there anything you're thinking? This got to be harder than this. I don't know. What, what, what do you mean? I don't know. What, 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 what? I thought I thought I was either going to be good at it or not. I didn't realize that you could actually work at it and become better. I thought it was like a like a you can either dance or not dance. But people who can are decent dancers actually can go to dancing school and become better dancers. Right. right. I didn't realize that about stand up. I thought stand up was, yeah, I'm gonna get up there and start talking and maybe funny things will come out and then I'll write them down and I didn't realize that you could actually write with, with no one around and going, Oh, this is pretty funny and I didn't get that until later. Right, right. And then it's sort of there's sort of multi levels of like Sort of create a prototype, you write it out, then put it up and see what works, what doesn't. Exactly. I didn't get all of that. Try out new material, fail. Probably the best thing that ever happened was failing at it. You know, we're finding out what doesn't work and so forth. Yeah. Right. Does, does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> I know. What were we talking about? I'm still, I'm still processing. Like, who? If people tell you who they are, listen, believe them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I'll be scrolling through social media and I'll see clips of you. And I know you say you don't do social media, but there are clips of you. Well, Drybar, uh, right? Um, Gotham Live, you know, with YouTube. You, you, sometimes I see clips of me, and I'm like, "How did that get up there?" I don't right, know. Right, right. But Drybar was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm just like, and I don't know how, <laughs> but it's like you're following me. I know you say you're not on social, but like your social media doppelganger is following me. I see you. That's hilarious. Well, let me put it this way: I don't. I don't post what I eat, or just bought this thing, or, or I'm traveling to this place. I just put up the finished whatever. I'm gonna be at Stress Factory, or here's my dry bar tape. That's all oh, I do. Okay. I don't Facebook my life. I think, but I think dry bar s- s- does its own little. Yeah, you can even get an app for it, and they're doing their own thing. So they they actually put you out there as well. Sort of, sort of got them live. I think they, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but Drive Bar definitely came up. I get. I mean, who knows why? But it's. I just loved it. I, I was like just a, wandering I a, in my life, and there you are. I did a CD, and then and then that goes on Sirius and Pandora, and then all of a sudden, boom, people come up to you after a show. Did I hear you at say blah blah blah, or did I see you in Drive Bar? And and I I have absolutely nothing to do with posting a lot of it it just right. happens right right but it's dry bar d-r-y mm-hmm. it's dry bar because it's in utah it's a non-alcoholic theater and 99.9 percent of the audience are mormon i love it that's the origin of the name of that Ah, uh, okay so when you do it i just thought dry like dry humor i was trying to figure no, out why no, there's no alcohol bar. and when you do it you are given, in a nice way, you can't even say, oh my God. Um, 
Right. It's, you have to do like Mormon oh, clean. Oh, gosh, good golly. You, exactly. You Mormon can't say clean. good golly? No, you can. But but when someone says you can't say, oh, my God, okay, you're up there a thousand times going, oh, my you realize how much you say it. Right, right. When someone says you can't say something, you realize how much you do say it. Right, right. So what did you say? Oh, gosh? I would go, oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We'll change right, it. Right, right. But they could edit it out because they film it. And then right, they can, you can right. Say, they'll take all that out and they can edit it out and stuff like that. Right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my pants dropped in front of a prostitute. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Right, right. Yeah, that is funny. Oh my god. So what what's on like so what is the next what are the next things on your I guess on your vision board? Like what's your vision board now? Cuz okay. you are you you you're out of the divorce, you're doing your comedy, you had a situation, you've just, you know, let go of that. And like what what's what are you looking at now? Are you are you taking a break from being social or kind of like just focus on your comedy now. Your kids, your daughters, is at Stevens. Uh, my youngest is at Stevens. She's a sophomore. My oldest is going to graduate Pratt in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh! So you're on tonight. both. You're both both sides of yeah. Manhattan. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start doing cruise ships. Mm, okay. I want to travel. Um, I'm writing a lot. I have a writing partner, Joe Bronzy and Lindsay Gelfand. And we pitched to Nickelodeon. We have a meeting next week with uh, HBO. We wrote a series. We would love for them to pick it up. We pitch, pitch, pitch. Um, so I write as much as I possibly can with these guys. We've written feature films. We've, we won awards for a short film. We're nice. In, we're in uh, uh, so what was the film short festivals. Film? What was the short film? It's called C. Uh, it's about a blind woman. And uh, <coughs> the person she's dating... It's a short film, but the person she's dating, the audience can't see, but all, all of her friends can, and they're horrified. But she falls in love with them. I love it. And they're it. trying to talk her out of it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, but so, and, and the connections you make in these film festivals and, and writing, and I mean, we've sat in, with Nickelodeon. We've, we've had pitches with Nickelodeon. They're look. We just pitched one a, a few weeks ago, a cartoon series that they're considering. And you know, Rich, in this business, the odds are it's not going to happen. That's, you have to be realistic. It may not happen. But it's fun to get out there and create. And the more you do it, the better we get at it, the more connections we make. And then all of a sudden, it's HBO saying, hey, do you have anything? Do you have anything you want to pitch to us? As opposed to us trying to track them. Right, right. And that's how it happens. Oh, so um, that's on my vision board. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah this is so exciting because I, you know, I, I took this pilot class and I'm right and you know I make myself write just a little bit every day, kind of it's the just, way to do it. Just sort of, I feel like I have a little like a makeup brush and I'm just like going over the nose, <laughs> over yeah, the cheek, yeah, yeah. and but it's like there's a chunk of it. It's like oh right, this is, I don't know, just there's a crap, there's a discipline, and I just love hearing what your process is because I'm like. Sometimes I'm just staring out. I'm staring at my beautiful view, going, "I can't think of anything. I want to kill myself." No, ah. that's so normal. And and remember that. And you know that once you write something that you are in love with, you can't wait to get. It's like reading a good book. You're going through your day, and you're like, "I can't wait to get back to that book." Sometimes when you write, that does happen. 
Right. I just feel like I loved this thing a week ago, and now I can't. Oh. And now you can't. January, February, this. March, April. I was like, this is amazing, and now I'm like, I don't know what to do. With you this were scene. having an affair with what you were writing, but remember, right. just keep in mind that 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 everybody out there in the industry world is dying for the next great sitcom, script, short film, feature film, horror film, romantic comedy. Somebody out there wants to read what you wrote. Right. You, they will get written. I mean, they will get read. The, 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 the key is to finish it. Right. Right. And, and we, we have a saying in our little group when we hand something over to somebody, not asking you to read this, we're just asking you to start reading it. Mm. Hoping that you won't put it down. But the, the, the most valuable asset from all of that is when they come back to us and say, here's what we didn't like about it. Mm. What's interesting... So it Rich, helps you shape it. Of course. But what HBO... <clears throat> so we had a cartoon that we thought was perfect for um, just a, a great series. Comedy Central turned it down. Um, Cartoon Network turned it down. Disney turned it down. And Nickelodeon, just when we were about to throw ourselves out the window, Nickelodeon called and said, can we see you guys? Can you come in for a huh, meeting? interesting. So we were like, that's it. We sold. We're signed. And that wasn't the case. But you think, oh, my God. So we went in, and Nickelodeon said, this is good, but it's not for Nickelodeon. It, do you want to make it for Nickelodeon? We can help you make it for Nickelodeon. Mm, okay. And they started working with us and rewriting, making the characters younger writing towards their audience. So in going to like an HBO or a Showtime, it's got to be generic enough that they're going to like it to get you in the door and then they're going to say, but here's what HBO is looking for. And then you've got to make it, if you want, right, right, right. about that. It's sort of like when I worked in the design industry. Well, you know, for this, for West Coast, California, this is our market. It would be a lower neckline. Can you do this in and a I print? Think, right, and I think most people go, I'm, I'm sad to say, this is my baby. Oh, but it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, 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 just go, yes, just, I can just, do whatever you want. Yes. Uh, do you want three sleeves on this blouse? Right. I will put three sleeves on it. I will put it. three sleeves on it then, if that's what you're looking for. Let's work together. <laughs> because be the then you're building. Now, that cartoon ultimately got turned down, the, the higher up it got. But just two weeks ago, they called us and said, do you have anything else? And we were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we start writing. Oh, that's great. But we know how to write for them now. Right. Right. So we'll see. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So keep, keep whatever you're writing, keep writing. Yeah. Even if it's five minutes a day. Yeah, I've been, I, I set a timer, 15 minutes. Hey, Google, 15-minute timer. and then Perfect. I, you know, oh. That's the way to do it, though. Right. 15 minutes starting now. <laughs> you have a man's voice. That's so funny. I have a gay-friendly assistant. That's hilarious. I wanted a gay, all-inclusive, gender non-conforming. <laughs> my Siri is male on oh, my okay. phone. I don't like the Well, I guess you're assuming. We don't really know what the gender is, right? Just kind of well, it sounds male, but what how he identifies? You're right. I don't right. know. Right? Who knows? I don't right, know. Right. I don't know. Oh my God. Well, buddy, uh, how can people find you? So, buddy comic, buddy comic, uh, buddy Fitzpatrick, but buddy comic will take you to Facebook, Instagram. I post my schedules, my CVs, everything. 
Okay, great. Well, I'm so excited, and I I, I want I want to know more you. about your writing because that's like that is a whole other like a Viking's journey. Have of, me back, and we'll do a writing one. Episode oh, we'll do an episode on writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and maybe Absolutely. we'll get like one of your other so other buddies, and we'll do a whole talk. <gasps> we should do a talk on a, a, a thing on just the writing process. I can bring my writing partners in. Yeah, yeah, bring it, and it. we'll do a whole little just everyone just talk about their. Okay, awesome. good. What Thanks. are you guys doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This well, thank awesome. you so much. Thank this you. is. Uh, it's Rich Campio. I'm here with WTY Podcast. That's WTYPOD.com. Uh, for more information, you can go to Buddy Comic. And all the other things, we'll put a little a little link for all the stuff you can find more about Buddy Perspective. Thank you, Rich. And, uh, thank you so much. I love you. I love you, too. Mm. Thank you. Yay. WTY! It's a comedy journey. <laughs> <laughs>